Welcome back to episode 14 of the Vikes Verified Podcast. Welcome back, Vikings fans. Back in the studio, episode 14 of the Vikes Verified Podcast. Good to be back in the booth. This is Nick along with Matt. Had about a week and a half, two weeks now to reflect on this 2020 season. Uh, what a crazy season it was for many reasons, including the Vikings defense, which was also ill most of the season in multiple areas, secondary and the front. Matt, after reflecting on this season and our missed bid at the playoffs, uh, plenty of positives to look at, but also some things the Vikings immediately need to address. Um, so what are your thoughts on this season and where do you think we go from here in terms of building a team that can get back to the playoffs? Well, what's up, Vikes Nation? We are back. Uh, vibes are high, yeah, yeah. even though it was a rough season. But there's a lot to look forward to this offseason and a lot that we're going to be bringing you guys. So it'll be a jam-packed couple months here and a lot of information. So for us, I think, to start, what went wrong was just staying healthy on the defensive side. That I felt like was an, our biggest downfall. Uh, losing guys, Kendricks, Barr, Pierce, Hunter, and just those are guys you can't lose on our defense. Those are our top guys, and really with how young we were and how inexperienced we were, we just weren't able to replace it, and that showed, especially at the end of the season. We we gave it a fighting chance, and we're six, seven points away from the playoffs, but just didn't turn out our way this year, and now it's just about building, getting that defense back to where it has been, and then offensively getting that line short up and keeping our guys healthy on that end because I think offensively we're pretty set. Yes, offense looked fantastic these last couple games. All we really wanted to watch was the offense because they were really the ones giving us a show. Uh, it was tough to watch the defense at times. And like I've said before, I think this preseason comment from Mike Zimmer comes back to bite him in the ass about never having a bad defense. Um, well, he fielded a bad defense for 17 weeks this season and could never put that complete game together. I, I will say we did have some timely turnovers, but in terms of shutting down opposing running backs and receivers, we did a very poor job. Uh, quarterbacks were very comfortable in the pocket against us all year long. Couldn't generate much pressure, and we knew that. This was not a playoff-built defense. Uh, we're not in the playoffs for a reason, and it's them. And I can't imagine what some of these offenses in the NFC could do to our defense in a playoff situation. So yeah. time to gear up for 2021. Um, this team is not far off. I mean, we're really right there. Like you said, offense is solidified. Kirk's going to be the guy next year. Um, special back, teams we got to really address special teams needs to be addressed but offensively uh, what superstars we have with the emergence of Jefferson uh, the longevity of Thielen and the explosiveness of Dalvin Cook um, just a three-headed monster there uh, these guys are so much fun to watch and if we can get a good defense behind them and solidify that offensive line just a little bit more this team's going to be one to be reckoned with come 2021 yeah I, I think if we can get those things done it's going to be a fun season to watch next year and i think we're close like i said just fix that special teams have a good off season and come into next year healthy and, and we'll be uh back and rolling with but, that being said um obviously the 14th pick in the draft is somewhere where we can address a hole that is needed to be filled say d-line o-line whatever it may be where do you think the vikings early on obviously it's too early to tell right now but where do you think they elect to go with that first pick in the draft, really trying to secure a starter in that role. Yeah, so this is this has been interesting. So far, the consensus through mock drafts and around the internet has mainly been mocking us quit, 
Quiddy Pay, don't uh, hold me on the name, from DN from Michigan, and then Gregory Rolsow, another defensive end from Miami. Both uh, a little bit raw guys, but can have great stats and can get to the QB. And obviously with a guy like Zimmer who has taken in um, players like Hunter and Wanham, you could see where you'd have interest. Um, but two other guys that stand out to me that could be dark horses in this pick are Jeremiah Awusu from um, Notre Dame. He's a hybrid linebacker safety. I think having him in our defense, kind of like a Jeremy Chin, yeah, could be really effective. Swiss Army knife. If we, we get don't the ball out, force fumbles, get picks, exactly. disrupt offenses. If we don't retain Harris, which is going to be hard to do with our cap situation, I think he's a plug and play uh, potential kind of Jeremy Chin type player and could really thrive in the Simmer defense. But I also really like uh, the safety, Trayvon Morig, who was a first-team All-American as well as the Jim Thorpe Award winner for best defensive back in the nation. Uh, he can really be a rangy defender for us and help replace Harris as well. But offensively, if we're going to go anywhere, I see us going Wyatt Davis, maybe Alex Leatherwood if he slides there. Um, I really think we go O-line only if we go offense there. So those are my guys, but obviously a lot can change in the next few months. Yes, and we're going to dive heavy into Viking scouting, uh, looking at their needs and who we could potentially see uh, getting their name call with that number 14 pick. But this is an interesting one to me. I think that we should address the offensive line. I think we're one guy on the offensive front away from fielding a very respectable offensive line with potential. Uh, I don't think these guys have reached their peak yet. And if we add another young, aggressive piece that meshes well, I think that uh, it's an offensive line that can give Kirk enough time to do what he does best, and that's throw the ball downfield to our weapons. So I think it's got to be offensive line, but... Then again, if you look at our edge position, Odenabo underperformed this year, but DJ Wanham has a chance to be a player on the opposite side of Daniel Hunter, so uh, it would be good to add some depth, but I'm not too sure about a defensive end there pick at 14. Yeah, lots of options for us. Uh, for me, it's going to be interesting to see if Zimmer really leans towards drafting defense like he likes to do, but like you said, we are one player away on that offensive line from really solidifying it. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a trade back. So never count Slick Rick out of those uh, trade discussions, and it yes, wouldn't he's hurt. He's going to be working the wire the this draft. I can't wait to see what he does. Hopefully, pick up some more uh, second, third, fourth those mm-hmm. mid round picks. Uh, he's really good at that. Going to have to recoup that Jacksonville pick. It really is able. just tough to see Anthony Harris. Uh, not going to get any value for him, in my opinion. Probably should have got rid of him while we could have got some value at the end of last season. Um, he was a good player for us this year, but then again, didn't make enough of a difference for us to get to the playoffs. So uh, to see him just probably walk away this offseason for nothing, no money, no assets, it's tough to see. But um, respectable Viking, and I'll always have love for a guy that's undrafted and comes in and fights his way into a role like that. Yeah, for sure. And and unless like the only benefit really from this whole situation would be that his play was a little bit um, down from especially the last year. So you could definitely use that in contract negotiations to maybe get us a deal to keep him around. But like you said, I think he's going to get an offer you can't pass up with another team that has more money. And it's just kind of how the business goes. Players come and go. He's a really good player for us. I would like to keep him, but that's just the reality of the NFL. Business is business. going to bring you our 2020 Viking Team Awards for the year. So, Nick, let's start it off with who was our MVP this year. MVP of the season for me is number 33, Dalvin Cook. 
put this offense on his shoulders all season, prove that we need his workload and we need him getting touches to win ball games. The chef, baby. Offensive player of the year for you, Matt. I'm going to have to go with Justin Jefferson, uh, a rookie, and for 1,400 yards. And what he did was just outstanding and truly something we haven't seen since Randy Moss. So hey, records are made to be broken. Yeah, passing the torch, and we're going to have him for the next foreseeable future, and I hope he's a Viking for life. So, Jet, Nick, Jet, Corvette, Corvette. Corvette, Corvette. Nick, who was your defensive player of the year? I got 54, Eric Kendricks, Depoy. Um, just makes so much of a difference when he's on the field, the way he's able to drop in coverage, uh, run with wide receivers, fill the run. His play recognition at the linebacker spot is so good, so good at identifying run pass. Um, those last couple games when he was out of the lineup, you could definitely tell he was out of the lineup because he is a main playmaker in this defense. Matt, offensive rookie of the year. Take a wild guess. We're going to go with that boy, Justin Jefferson. Jet. There's just no one else on the offensive side that can really take this. A close second would be Ezra Cleveland. But to be honest, Jefferson Not a close second. Has He's just, just the second. Yeah, Jefferson has just had an unmatched year for all rookies. I mean, he's just the easy choice. So for me, that one was pretty easy. But Nick, who is our defensive rookie of the year? No, I caught some heat for this one on Instagram. But my defensive rookie of the year is Jeff Gladney. For a few different reasons. Uh, Cam Dancer is obviously a close second. You could even sprinkle Wanham's name in there a little bit. Um, not Troy Die, but he did get the repetition to maybe be in that conversation. But uh, definitely Jeff Gladney. You look at him, he's just a prototypical nickel. His build uh, struggled a little bit in coverage early on, tightened it up as the year went by. I think his main deficiency was getting beat on slant and those in-breaking routes. Uh, had some rough goes with that, but you look at this guy, 83 solo tackles on the season. You just don't get that kind of production out of DBs. Got some Winfield vibes to him. Yes, and he's just a playmaker. Gets the ball out, goes for forced fumbles. I think he's going to be a great player. So we'll go with your breakout player of the season, Matt. For me, it's going to be Cam Dantzler, the other corner, uh, for a third-round pick to come in and play a majority of the season as a starter. Uh, he did pretty well. Yeah, I thought he held his own, and he got better as the season went on. After he came back from the stretcher incident, yeah, he just had uh, to get he just healthy. Really turned up, mm-hmm. showed much improvement. Must have really been in the film room studying his opponents because it definitely made a difference in those last couple weeks. So for me, yeah, the Vikings hit another home run in the mid rounds with the needle, and I'm excited to see what he can do with uh, off season in the weight room and with the playbook. So uh, Nick, who was our most improved player from last season my most improved player is tyler conklin at the tight end spot for a few reasons uh we knew tyler was a solid backup and role player has good hands but uh, he really put it on display this season my favorite play was his uh tight end screen that he took to the crib um just a really versatile guy and can run better than any of us expected uh reliable hands on third down really was a good target for Cousins when he needed him. He seemed to be that last-ditch effort sometimes, and he'd come down with the ball. So um, potentially Kyle Rudolph's replacement if he gets moved this offseason, we're predicting he does. So I think Tyler Conklin will fill that role beautifully and will be a Viking for the foreseeable future. Most disappointing player of the season for you, Matt? This one's a tie. Uh, The two players are Holton Hill and Dan Bailey. We'll start with Hill. Uh, just being hyped up kind of as a high sot of undrafted free agent out of Texas. We put a lot of money into him, a lot of effort, uh, just never really got a lot back. It was 
band both season for a period of time just never really panned out for us and eventually finally got released so for him that's pretty disappointing and then Dan I Bailey I will say on his regard that maybe he received more hype than usual because we had no other corners on the roster just to be a little more fair to him but yeah he was a big disappointment this year yeah and the other one goes to Dan Bailey he started the year honestly fine looked like the old Dan Bailey that we needed and as the year wore on, he kept missing more and more kicks, especially ones that were crucial. His and confidence was in the gutter. He seemed to kick himself out of the job here in Minnesota, and now we're back looking for another kicker, it seems like, this year. So hopefully we can finally get this thing uh, figured out and find one for the next couple of years because this revolving door of kickers isn't doing us any favors. And I've got one last award I'm going to call it the Swiss Army Knife Award. Just a versatile player to me that makes uh, the biggest impact, in my opinion. I'm going to go with fullback C.J. Ham. Just wanted to shout him out for all that he does uh, in the run-blocking game, receiving game. Does so many unnoticed things that just make this offense go. So he is the guy that deserves some recognition, and we're happy to have him in purple. Going to dive into some free agency talk here with our new segment, bring him back or let him him pack pack. with free agency so we're going to go over some key free agents for the vikings this off season and we'll be telling you if we think they should stay or they should go starting with anthony harris this one stings but i think you gotta let him pack baby because uh for us it's just a cap thing i love him as a player as a locker room guy everything that he does here i wish he could stay I just don't see a salary that we can pay him that he's going to see as sufficient for his play. So for us, I think we're going to have to look at that and kind of look for a replacement. Next up, we got Eric Wilson. What Eric do we got? Wilson, bring him back. Showed some flashes of being a great rotational and borderline starter linebacker this year, obviously with the interceptions uh, tied for the team lead there. Really stepped up in some big situations. I think that he's earned himself back onto the roster in 2021. Next up, we got Todd Davis. Bring him back, and I'm hoping it's on a good deal. I think as a depth linebacker, Todd Davis would be great on this team. As a starter, I'm not exactly 100% sold, but I think as that fourth, fifth linebacker, he's a great piece. Uh, can fly around, make a lot of tackles. So that seems like a value in Zimmer's defense and a guy that we could keep around on a good contract. Next up, we've got Rashad Hill. Rashad Hill, kind of a hybrid guard tackle swing player, uh, has been a Viking for quite a long time and has carved out a role in that backup spot. But I think I'm going to say let him pack. I think he's got to test maybe another team, see what the market's got to offer him. I think that he'll get another low-end offer and potentially leave but then again if nothing's on the market for him i wouldn't mind bringing back on a near veteran minimum deal next up we have amir abdullah you gotta let him pack i really like what he did for us this year but our running back room is just uh very crowded to say the least and unless we give him returning duties full-time um i just don't see a spot for him on the roster if we do give him returning duties then yes i want him back but i just don't see that happening so for me it's let him pack agreed next up we've got mr sean Mannion. let him pack no question we're lucky we didn't have to see that man on the field this year that one's pretty self-explanatory dakota dozier another pretty self-explanatory one i'd let him pack um 
I just don't think his play was anything up to par to what we needed. And we can bring him back on a backup at a minimum. But other than that, I think we can find better uh, players and better replacements. So for me, let him pack. Definitely. Next up, Mr. Brett Jones. Brett Jones came in and had a decent game this year for us uh, in the absence of Cleveland. But I'm going to say let him pack. I think his stint with the Vikings is over. I think that, honestly, unless he finds another practice squad gig or backup role somewhere else, um, Brett Jones has improved a lot to be that he should stick around on this team. So I'm going to say let him pack. Next up, we got Jaleel Johnson, defensive tackle. This is another tough one for me, but uh, at the end of the day, our defensive line, we saw what they could do, and it just wasn't enough. So I think we got to let them pack and go after a guy like maybe Shelby Harris. Just a little teaser into our free agent tracker we'll have later this offseason. But uh, at the end of the day, just not enough play at that position. So, yeah, let them pack. Next up, we got Chris Jones, corner. Chris Jones just doesn't fit the mold to me as a Vikings cornerback. Doesn't really show the mentality or the passion out there. I say let him pack. Uh, after that Tony Pollard play, when Tony ran right past him, that was just the end of the line for me with Chris Jones. I think we let him pack. Next up, we got Afadio Denebo. I'm going to say bring him back because he is a restricted free agent. Now, this has a little asterisk on it. Obviously, if a team offers too much, that is just kind of out of our realm for what we can pay him. Uh, we got to let them let pack. But I think if we can put him back into that third down rotational piece that Zimmer likes to use for defensive ends, I think he can really be effective for us still. Just can't have him in that full-time position. Another one of those players that's better as a rotational piece. So all depends on his offers from other teams. But uh, if we can get him, let's bring him back. Nick, how are we feeling about Mike Boone? Mike Boone hasn't seen the repetition that he probably deserves in the NFL. Um, would love to bring him back, however. Um, if he is comfortable with being that rotational RB2-3 slot with Alexander Madison, I would love to bring him back. But then again, wouldn't be surprised if another team kind of promises him a bigger role because he's proved he is a more than capable back in the NFL. He's one guy I'd like to see get number two reps. I would hate to see him leave, but he deserves them. Absolutely. Last one, Chad Beebe, number 12. Beebe is going to bring him back. Uh, I love him as a fourth wideout. I think we can still upgrade that third wideout position and maybe have him slide into that slot here and there. But um, overall, he's a good locker room guy, uh, can return punts, made some made some plays, obviously had that big punt fumble, but made up with made up for it with the touchdown so for testament me testament to his mentality right there exactly bring him back he's a nice little slot receiver for us but i do want to see us uh, upgrade that number three wide out position totally agree matt uh that concludes our segment uh let him pack or bring him back i think this team's got some decisions to make this off season that could make or break our success next year however um looking forward to bringing you guys draft coverage it's going to be fun we got a lot of scouting platforms and profiles that we're going to be bringing you guys so stay tuned can't wait for this off season let's build a team that can get back to these playoffs because we want to be watching deep in december late in january and maybe early february yeah this is where the grind starts baby it starts now obviously we ain't getting in this year so it all uh the work begins now all the preparation, all the deals, all the late nights, it's going to pay off in the fall. We're going to be grinding late, bringing you guys coverage. So let us know what you want to see. Let us know what you want to hear. Just send it all in DMs, whatever. 
and uh, we'll bring it to you. But we got a lot of coverage and a lot of uh, information for you guys, so we're excited for this offseason. This team's got some bright places to go in 2021. Really think that we can have a better season next year. A lot of young talent on this roster, and we're just excited to cover it 24-7. Bikes verified out of the booth, episode 14. Like and subscribe.